Welcome to Through the Bible in a Year with Pastor John. We invite you to join us at 1 Oakley Avenue in North Providence, Rhode Island. This podcast is presented to you by The Way Ministries, supported by listeners like you. For donations, live videos, podcasts, and more, please visit www.thewayministriesri.org. Thank you and have a great day. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Through the Bible in a Year with Pastor John. So glad you could join me today to get a portion of God's Word. Today we're going to begin in day 222, Jeremiah 34 to 36. Before the fall of Jerusalem, overview, with the close of chapter 33, Jeremiah completes the written account of his preaching ministry to the rebellious nation throughout the rest of the book. The prophet emphasizes his personal experiences during the nation's last days. Three events point out the advanced state of Judah's decline, the broken covenant under Zedekiah, the contrasting faithfulness of the Rechabite family, and the utter rebellion of Jehoiakim in burning the scroll of the Lord. Chapter 34, a nation's treachery, rebuke. Chapter 35, a family's testimony. Righteousness. Chapter 36. A king's tyranny. Rebellion. Insight. God's commendation of a non-conformist family. Jeremiah 35.16. The Rechabites made the nomadic way of life in abstinence from drink a religious obligation. 35.13-16. God commended them not for their rules but for their faithfulness to those rules. A striking contrast to Judah's infidelity to the covenant. Insight. Scripture in the making. Jeremiah 36, 1 to 32. Chapter 36 is a glimpse into the process by which God's revelation to Jeremiah took written form. According to verse 4, Jeremiah told Baruch what God had revealed to him, and Baruch wrote it on a scroll. The transfer of God's words from the prophet's mind so the finished scroll was accurate. Verse 18. And once written, the Lord stood by it as his revealed will. Verses 29 to 32. Jeremiah chapter 34. A warning for Zedekiah. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came with all the armies from the kingdoms he ruled. And he fought against Jerusalem and the towns of Judah. At that time, this message came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go to King Zedekiah of Judah and tell him, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I am about to hand this city over to the king of Babylon, and he will burn it down. You will not escape his grasp, but will be captured and taken to meet the king of Babylon face to face. Then you will be exiled to Babylon. But listen to this promise from the Lord, O Zedekiah, king of Judah. This is what the Lord says. You will not be killed in war, but will die peacefully. People will burn incense in your memory, just as they did for your ancestors, the kings who preceded you. They will mourn for you, crying, Alas, our master is dead. This I have decreed, says the Lord. So Jeremiah the prophet delivered the message to King Zedekiah of Judah. At this time, the Babylonian army was besieging Jerusalem, Lachish, 
and Azekah, the only fortified cities of Judah not yet captured. Freedom for the Hebrew slaves. This message came to Jeremiah from the Lord after King Zedekiah made a covenant with the people proclaiming freedom for the slaves. He had ordered all the people to free their Hebrew slaves, both men and women. No one was to keep a fellow Judean in bondage. The officials and all the people had obeyed the king's command. But later they changed their minds. They took back the men and women they had freed, forcing them to be slaves again. So the Lord gave them this message through Jeremiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I made a covenant with your ancestors long ago when I rescued them from their slavery in Egypt. I told them that every Hebrew slave must be freed after serving six years. But your ancestors paid no attention to me. Recently you repented and did what was right, following my command. You freed your slaves and made a solemn covenant with me in the temple that bears my name. But now you have shrugged off your oath and defiled my name by taking back the men and women you had freed, forcing them to be slaves once again. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. Since you have not obeyed me by setting your countrymen free, I will set you free to be destroyed by war, disease, and famine. You will be an object of horror to all the nations of the earth. Because you have broken the terms of our covenant, I will cut you apart just as you cut apart the calf when you walk between its halves to solemnize your vows. Yes, I will cut you apart whether you are officials of Judah or Jerusalem, court officials, priests, or common people, for you have broken your oath. I will give you to your enemies, and they will kill you. Your bodies will be food for the vultures and wild animals. I will hand over King Zedekiah of Judah and his officials to the army of the king of Babylon. And although they have left Jerusalem for a while, I will call the Babylonian armies back again. They will fight against this city and will capture it and burn it down. I will see to it that all the towns of Judah are destroyed with no one living there. Jeremiah 35 The Faithful Rechabites this is the message the Lord gave Jeremiah when Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, was king of Judah. Go to the settlement where the families of the Rechabites live and invite them to the Lord's temple. Take them into one of the inner rooms and offer them some wine. So I went to see Jazaniah, son of Jeremiah, and grandson of Habazaniah, and all his brothers and sons representing all the Rechabite families. I took them to the temple. And we went into the room assigned to the sons of Hanan, son of Igdalia, a man of God. This room was located next to the one used by the temple officials, directly above the room of Masiah, son of Shalom, the temple gatekeeper. I set cups and jugs of wine before them and invited them to have a drink. But they refused. No, they said, we don't drink wine because our ancestor, Johanadab, son of Rechab, gave us this command. You and your descendants must never drink wine, and do not build houses or plant crops or vineyards, but always live in tents. If you follow these commands, you will live long, good lives in the land. So we have obeyed him in all these things. We have never had a drink of wine to this day, 
nor have our wives, our sons, or daughters. We haven't built houses or owned vineyards or farms or planted crops. We have lived in tents and have fully obeyed all the commands of Jehonadab, our ancestors. But when King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon attacked his country, we were afraid of the Babylonian and Syrian armies. So we decided to move to Jerusalem. That is why we are here. Then the Lord gave this message to Jeremiah. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. Go and say to the people in Judah and Jerusalem, Come and learn a lesson about how to obey me. The Rechabites do not drink wine to this day because their ancestor, Jehonadab, told them not to. But I have spoken to you again and again, and you refuse to obey me. Time after time, I sent you prophets who told you, Turn from your wicked ways and start doing things right. Stop worshipping other gods so that you might live in peace here in the land I have given to you and your ancestors. But you would not listen to me or obey me. The descendants of Jehonadab, son of Rechab, have obeyed their ancestor completely, but you have refused to listen to me. Therefore, this is what the Lord God of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. Because you refuse to listen or answer when I call, I will send upon Judah and Jerusalem all the disasters I have threatened. Then Jeremiah turned to the Rechabites and said, This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. You have obeyed your ancestor, Jehonadab, in every respect, following all his instructions. Therefore, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. Jehonadab, son of Rechab, will always have descendants who serve me. Jeremiah chapter 36 Barak reads the Lord's messages. During the fourth year that Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, was king in Judah, the Lord gave this message to Jeremiah. Get a scroll and write down all my messages against Israel, Judah, and the other nations. Begin with the first message back in the days of Josiah and write down every message right up to the present time. Perhaps the people of Judah will repent when they hear again all the terrible things I have planned for them. Then I will be able to forgive their sins and wrongdoings. So Jeremiah sent for Barak, son of Neriah, and as Jeremiah dictated all the prophecies that the Lord had given him, Barak wrote them on a scroll. Then Jeremiah said to Barak, I am a prisoner here and unable to go to the temple. So you go to the temple on the next day of fasting and read the messages from the Lord that I have had you write on this scroll. Read them so the people who are there from all over Judah will hear them. Perhaps, even yet, they will turn from their evil ways and ask the Lord's forgiveness before it's too late. For the Lord has threatened them with this terrible anger. Barak did as Jeremiah told him and read these messages from the Lord to the people at the temple. He did this on a day of sacred fasting held in late autumn during the fifth year of the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah. People from all over Judah had come to Jerusalem to attend the services at the temple on that day. Barak read Jeremiah's words on the scroll to all the people. He stood in front of the temple room of Gamariah, son of Shaphan, the secretary. 
this room was just off the upper courtyard of the temple near the new gate entrance. When Micaiah, son of Jemariah, and grandson of Shaphan, heard the messages from the Lord, he went down to the secretary's room in the palace where the administrative officials were meeting. Elishamit, the secretary, was there, along with Delia, son of Shemaiah, Elnathan, son of Akbor, Gamariah, son of Shaphan, Zedekiah, son of Hananiah, and all the other officials. When Micaiah told them about the messages Barak was reading to the people, the officials sent Jehudai, son of Nathaniah, grandson of Shelemiah, and great-grandson of Cushai, to ask Barak to come and read the messages to them, too. So Barak took the scroll and went to them. Sit down and read the scroll to us, the officials said, and Barak did as they requested. When they heard all the messages, they looked at one another in alarm. We must tell the king what we have heard, they said to Barak. But first, tell us how you got these messages. Did they come directly from Jeremiah? So Barak explained, Jeremiah dictated them, and I wrote them down in ink, word for word on this scroll. You and Jeremiah should both hide, the officials told Barak. Don't tell anyone where you are. Then the officials left the scroll for safekeeping in the room of Elishama, the secretary, and went to tell the king what had happened. King Jehoiakim burns the scroll. The king sent Jehudai to get the scroll. Jehudai brought it from Elishama's room and read it to the king as all his officials stood by. It was late autumn, and the king was in a winterized part of the palace, sitting in front of a fire to keep warm. Each time Jehudai finished reading three or four columns, the king took a knife and cut off that section of the scroll. He then threw it into the fire, section by section, until the whole scroll was burned up. Neither the king nor his attendants showed any signs of fear or repentance at what they had heard. Even when Elnathan, Delia, and Gamaria begged the king not to burn the scroll, he wouldn't listen. Then the king commanded his son, Jeremiel, Sariah, son of Azrael, and Shelemiah, son of Abdeel, to arrest Barak and Jeremiah. But the Lord had hidden them. Jeremiah rewrites the scroll. After the king had burned the scroll on which Barak had written Jeremiah's words, the Lord gave Jeremiah another message. He said, Get another scroll and write everything again, just as you did on the scroll King Jehoiakim burned. Then say to the king, this is what the Lord says, You burn the scroll because it said the king of Babylon would destroy this land and empty it of people and animals. Now this is what the Lord says about King Jehoiakim of Judah. He will have no heirs to sit on the throne of David. His dead body will be thrown out to lie unburied, exposed to the heat of the day and the frost of the night. I will punish him and his family, and his attendants for their sins, I will pour out on them and all the people of Jerusalem and Judah all the disasters I promised, for they would not listen to my warnings. So Jeremiah took another scroll and dictated again to his secretary, Barak. He wrote everything that had been on the scroll King Jehoiakim had burned in the fire, only this time he added much more. My daily walk. The next time you read your Bible, try this exercise. Whenever you come to a passage that points out your sin, 
tear out that page and burn it. Ridiculous? Of course. No one today would do what King Jehoiakim did to God's word, or would they? Have you ever read a command in God's word you didn't like and just ignored it and kept on reading? That's a sure way to accomplish the same spiritual damage as the knife-wielding Jehoiakim. How should you read the Bible? The key is a responsive heart. God wants his word to change your life as it convicts you of sin and instructs you in righteousness. Ignoring God's commands is dangerous business. In fact, it would be better not to know them at all. Is there a specific command from scripture you have been avoiding? Jehoiakim learned the hard way that you cannot alter God's truth by ignoring it. If your study of God's word does not change the way you live, either you are already perfect or not studying correctly. That is so true, my brothers and sisters. That's all for today. Have a great day and keep up the good work and God bless. And I will see you tomorrow. Lord willing, peace.